After learning about predictive algorithmic policing in the speculative board game The Machine Learning President, I really needed a cigarette. I quit a while back, so long ago that most of my triggers are gone. I can eat a steak, no need for a cigarette. I can go out drinking all night long with no need for cigarettes. I can even have the best sex of my life, which I do quite often, without any need for tobacco whatsoever. However, there's one trigger left, and that's when I see prisoners on the side of the road in some sort of work gang. Because for years, anytime I saw this site, I would immediately search for a cigarette in my pack, roll down the window, and throw it out to the guys. A couple of times, I saw them pick it up, put it in their pocket. A few times, I saw the overseer say, that's okay. So it really became a habit of mine, almost as much so as the nicotine. And that's why when I drive by these work crews that really shouldn't exist because they're a latter-day form of slavery, if you ask me, I really want to throw them something, but huh, I can't give them the contraband I carry around today. But I will say, if you're ever going to be one of those ranks, be nice to the people as they're taking you in. Because if you're not, they'll strip you down and spray you with a hose on your way to the lockup. Which is why today, I'm going to record the entire show completely naked, if only under clothes, as we talk about nudists, trivia, and scrimshaw, carving wood, and joshing around. Hey, I want to start a game show, both live and in person and here on the podcast, and I'm taking suggestions on the types of games that we can play. Send me your thoughts at Joshua Around on Twitter and Instagram, joshuaaround at gmail.com, or call into the show and tell me yourself, anchor.fm slash joshingaround. I would love to hear from you. While I wait for those, we've had enough episodes of Joshing Around that we could really start to play trivia with some of the things mentioned on the show. For example, what was my first car? Could you call in and let me know one of my internet passwords? I've said them all at this point. Also, oh, we've talked about the naked man some 20, 30 episodes ago. This is a person that stripped down completely naked in the hopes of getting laid on a date. I don't think we mentioned who that is, but if you could guess, wow, there's a big prize in store for sure. Hey, this show's not about baseball, but every once in a while I like to bring it up, especially when the Atlanta Braves are in first place and many of their position players are leading the ranks when it comes to all-star voting. Fun fact, the last Atlanta Brave to start at second base in the all-star game was in 2012 when Dan Ugla manned the position. While I did just drop a year there, I'm thinking about getting rid of references to numbers and dates completely in the show. While I'm still going to fact check everything I do, I found that when I start referencing all those numbers and dates and everything else, nobody really cares. So in their place, I'm going to add adjective and hyperbole. So watch out. Here come objective facts presented subjectively. While ARPANET nerds might disagree, my childhood predates the internet, or at least the net that we know today. So when it came to finding nudity when I was younger, I mentioned before that we did have to find dirty magazines in empty lots or pilfer them from our parents. Now, lucky for me, every weekend I went to visit dad and there in a closet above the hot water heater was a stack of Playboys. Now, joshing around trivia, what else did he keep in that closet? Oh, I don't want to know, but if you mention it, we'll find something for you. In any event, one day I went there and I was about, I don't know, 13, 14 years old and needed those magazines and they weren't there. So I debated what to do, and in the moments that followed, I probably became a salesman because I finally decided that he obviously didn't have a problem with the magazines. Maybe he didn't have a problem with me looking at them. It was just a mistake that they were gone. So I said, hey, 
dad about the playboys and you know when i did this i really had to clench my thighs to make the ask he said they were gone and that's when i gritted even harder and said well would you buy me one and those words hung in the air for a good long time before he finally said yeah let's go down to the 7-eleven so we got in his grand marquee and drove that way And that's when he picked up this copy of Playboy just for me. The cover had Elle McPherson. She had a tasteful photo spread inside. And the playmate was Shay Marks. I'll never forget. I hope she's doing well to this day. She was pictured riding jet skis because that's what she liked to do, even in a wetsuit, because she's got to stay warm even when she's half naked. Hey, Dad, thanks. I'm glad to this day that I'm a salesman and I'm happy to be your son. And from that moment on, I made it my personal quest to seek out the world's best breasts, be it in person, in print, or through portals online. And I made a pretty good dent, so much so that I knew what I was looking for, and then one day I found them, that perfect pair. (laughs) I'll tell you that after a few years spent confirming the fact, I've left all other competitors by the wayside and simply bask in those breasts glow. And it's true, a few years ago, I gave up pornography for Lint and I've really never looked back. There's no reason to. Now I know I'm probably gonna catch flack for that subjective opinion, with most of it coming from home, but allow me to say in my defense that a few years ago, my wife and her friends, who were all quite well endowed, decided to have their own private little competition And she came out the victor, and I walk away with the spoils. With a confirmation of my wife's tail-to-toe beauty, coupled with the seemingly newfound idea that women are not objects and shouldn't be treated as such, I stand by my decision to stop ogling women in their natural form, though I am still a man at heart, so I do get a little bug-eyed every once in a while when I pull out a Glamour magazine or a Venus catalog from the mailbox. The Venus catalog is something that my wife gets though she never asked for. It's like the Victoria's Secrets catalog, but with less lingerie and more slutty sportswear. I don't even know how often it comes, but seemingly a lot. It's like the mailbox's version of menstruation. During our vacation, I was doing some exploring via Google Maps when I stumbled across the Cypress Cove nudist resort in Kissimmee, Florida. Eager to learn more, I clicked onto their website, wherein I found some tasteful stock photography showing the type of nudists that might be at the resort, but you and I both know in our heart of hearts, that's not who's actually hanging out there at Cypress Cove. Their website goes on to say that their clientele is primarily made up of couples and families. Single males should review their singles policy before visiting. It says their culture and values at Cypress Cove are based on very simple principles. They promote family-oriented nudism, which should be wholesome and respectful. There's a $5 off coupon for first-time visitors, and it's 50% off if you're under 35 years of age. However, be careful because they say they have great fun, but suggestive attire is not appropriate. Wait a second. Suggestive attire at the nudist colony? That reminds me. Do department store mannequins deserve nipples? Is that something the mannequin has to earn, like an angel with its wings? Or instead, do nipples on the mannequins depend entirely on the decency or depravity of each department's director of display? I saw a headline in one of those recently delivered Glamour magazines that said sex should be mutually beneficial, and I agree wholeheartedly, but this too is a newfound idea. For the longest time, sex was looked at similar to electrical power. You know, when you put a plug into the outlet on the wall, you're not wondering if things were good for the socket. 
You're just hoping to get a jolt out of the deal. While we were away, my son and I spent some time relaxing in the resort's sauna, and as we were sitting in there waiting for temperatures to creep up to 125 degrees, we both started to notice some carvings on the wooden walls around us. You know how kids are when they're on vacation away from their parents. They'll find any way to carve in their initials or I heart so-and-so. There was even a couple killjoys because that guy is always there somehow. And then my son started to notice some new shapes, and as he pointed them out to me, I looked real closely until I realized, oh, those are rocket ships, I told him. Yeah, it's probably because we're so close to the space program, a lot of people visited NASA on their trip, and they're just excited to show what they've learned. And <laughs> he laughed, not really sure if he believed me or not, but when we got out, he went to find his older sister and said, hey, hey, come here, I want to show you the rocket ships that have been carved in the sauna. Hmm. <laughs> One small step for her. And with that, the Majority Minority Report has declared this whole episode of Future Crime. Although our time's up for now, be sure to send those game show ideas on down. And while I may be sleeping on the couch for sharing too many sexy superlatives about my spouse, at least it'll give me time to carve a spaceship on the doghouse. Hey, the next time you use a two-prong outlet, don't forget the foreplay. And remember how liberating it can be to not worry about how you look and dress. Until the next time we disrobe and start joshing around.